found that I couldn't chase my kids upstairs. Like my legs would give out. I was really in shape. So that caught me off guard. I, I literally could not get my legs to move up the stairs. And so, okay, this is not, this is nothing that yoga can fix. Shannon Craig was a healthy mom of two young girls when she was unexpectedly knocked down by a rare autoimmune disease that left her bedridden and stole a year of her life. Rather than seeing herself as a victim, she chose to dig deep, turning inward to find healing. Her battle centered around her mental and emotional well-being, where she found strength from within to continue on the path to physical healing. We are so grateful she turned her personal experience into an opportunity to support and coach others in their own journey to health. Let's begin. Welcome to the Journey to Health podcast, where we believe everyone deserves to feel their best and reach optimal health. Life is short and every day is a gift. So travel well on your journey to health. I'm your host, Sarah Shaw and I'll be your guide on today's episode. Well, welcome Shannon to the Journey to Health podcast. I am so excited to have you on here because you are somebody I love dearly as a new friend, but also somebody I'm getting to know. And I feel like we have these kindred spirits that I hope to hear more about your story. Well, I'm super excited to be here with you. And I feel the exact same way, Sarah. I'm so glad that we found each other and that we can continue on to this relationship wherever it takes us. I'm glad you're part of our EHOP team of coaches. Let me introduce a word to you and the audience that I feel represents you. So in the very short time that I have gotten to know you, I feel like the word that describes you the best for me is devoted. I feel like you're a very steadfast, loyal committed person and friend. And I see that show up in your family life, in your faith, and even in your work, you are just fully devoted to what you do and the people that you serve. And you have just such a loving, kind hearted spirit about you. Thank you so much. That's powerful for me to hear. That's very special. I'm going to write that word down and that's going to be part of my inspiration every day. Thank you so much for speaking so much kindness into me. Well, you represent it beautifully. So my devoted friend. So let's hear your story and just share your journey about your own personal journey to health and how you got to where you are. Such a great lead in. And, you know, our stories are just so individual, um, as is our health and everything else that we live through with just our own personal lives. But for me personally, I just have always been intrigued by everything health and wellness. I mean, I always read books, even when I was in high school and always at the gym and always outside and just a super active kid, always playing sports. And it wasn't really until college, I decided to study nutrition and kind of dive deeper into that side of my own personal health journey, just because I was intrigued by it. You know, you go to college and you're like, I don't know what I want to do and what kind of sets me on fire. And it was always that, you know, just being healthy, feeling healthy, I dove into nutrition with, you know, intentions of kind of carrying that over into um, dietetics and following that path, met my husband, still married to 20 years this year, as a matter of fact. And so I just wanted to kind of steamroll that college thing. I didn't really want to pursue that anymore. My interest changed, not my interest with health, but just 
not so much school. So I switched into business, which was great because I still use that all of the time. I mean, we're always marketing ourselves in some way. So those skills were great for me to learn, but never lost the interest in health. Continued on, you know, I had kids really young, Tim and I did, and which was great. It was, it was what we wanted. So I was rocking and rolling. Life was good. Still working on my health and my fitness and super intrigued by all things health and wellness. Food was my jam. I'm foodie. I love food. Tim laughs because he says he eats to live and I live to eat, which is so true. Life was great. We were building the house and, you know, work was going really well for him. And so I was a stay at home mom with my two girls and always kind of been that person for some reason that people gravitate to, to ask questions about health and wellness and exercise and fitness and nutrition. So I never really saw myself as leading people that way. But looking back, you know, it's exactly what I was doing. And so it made me feel good to help people feel better about themselves. And I noticed that even early on in um, my life, even as a stay-at-home mom that was so focused with my young kiddos. But, you know, kiddos get sick. So everyone in my house decided at the same time to come down with the stomach virus, um, Tim included. And this was around 2010. So my youngest was 18 months at the time, and my oldest was four and a half. And so I nursed everyone through their stomach virus, and I thought, well, I squeaked by that one somehow. Lo and behold, weeks went on, and I just was experiencing really strange things with my health. I've always been super in tune with my body, which is a gift and sometimes a curse because you get anxious every time you feel a little something. But I just couldn't shake it. So I I went into my GP and kind of told him what was going on, just a little bit of numbness and tingling going on and lower back pain. And, you know, he's a great doctor and he's still my GP and just recommended maybe I try yoga, that maybe I was just stressed out a little bit. I took that advice and I thought, well, that's awesome. He's not throwing drugs at me, which was another reason I fell in love with him as my GP, but I knew it was deeper than that. So continued to start logging everything that I was feeling. Still didn't really miss a beat raising my kids and dealing with the numbness and the tingling and the lower back pain. And it wasn't until I had Bell's palsy set in. So I started with paralysis and still the numbness and the tingling. And Almost around the same time, I I found that I couldn't chase my kids up the stairs, like my legs would give out. And I was, I mean, that was 10 years ago and, and I consider myself to be in shape now. And I was really in shape, you know, 10 years ago. So it, that caught me off guard. I, I literally could not get my legs to move up the stairs. And so, okay, this is not, this is nothing that yoga can fix. Lots and lots of tests, lots of pokes and prods and, you know, spinal taps, actually what kind of came together with the symptoms of a super rare autoimmune called Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's just a rare condition where the immune system attacks your, your nerves. Everything starts to slowly lose connection. Your, your nerves just aren't firing. A lot of times people will just wake up paralyzed. It's just the craziest thing. Your brain works you just can't speak. Everything just, and so we moved at a fast, fast pace after that, you know, it took forever to diagnose. Once I was diagnosed, I was already to the point to where I found myself in bed for weeks. We had to hire a full-time nanny to come help with our kiddos. She was awesome. My oldest was going to a full-time like daycare pre-K program. But my youngest at just 18 months old, you know, she was still 
at home with me. So the nanny would come in and in our home and, and do everything. But my daughter couldn't know that I was there, which was the hardest part for me because I would hear her cry and ask for her mommy. And not because, just because she was 18 months old and wanted her mommy when she got upset or tired. So to hear that and listen and lay in the bed and, and miss life, miss out on life. And, you know, you really start to dig deep into why am I here? Not as much why me, but why am I even here? I'm a healthy person. It's an emotional journey to have to lay in bed because your body is making you, not because you want to. You really do kind of go into a dark place if you allow yourself. So luckily I have a very supportive family and husband, but it was in that moment in those darkest days that I was laying there listening to another woman ultimately raise my kid, missing out on just the daily activities that we take for granted and my legs don't really work to get to the bathroom, but the nanny can't really come help me because she, it was just a crazy time of my life as a 30 year old, healthy, you know, air quotes woman. So it just really catapulted me into digging deeper into health and I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I, you know, I I take supplements. I've done all these things. Why am I here in this situation? And, you know, ultimately I I probably will never really know, but what it kind of moved the needle for me was creating that emotional connection to there's so much more to health than just exercise and nutrition. So it really made me question where am I at in my stress levels? Where am I at? Do I sleep well? No, I'm up and down with my kids and I'm staying up late to get things done and I'm getting up early and why are my relationships kind of falling to the wayside because I'm not investing in them because I'm not really investing in myself. So it just really made me start thinking of that holistic approach to our health and how important that live well piece that, you know, journey to health hasn't captured so well. It's so vital to our overall health journey. So that's what led me to integrative nutrition to then get my, you know, my health certification, my health coaching certification. I just, wanted so badly. I felt so passionate about helping anyone that I could to think about their health and their wellness from a preventative state, you know, like let's prevent ever having to be that mom laying in that bed, because there are so many things that you can do to set yourself up in a position to maintain your health, even when your body is telling you that it wants to attack you. Wow. What a powerful story and the journey that you had to go through. What a setback and the experience that you had with being bedridden as a young woman and young mom. I'm sure that was hard, but it also set you up to be empathetic and sympathetic and compassionate to those who might have to go through that or are going through that journey themselves. So, and I, and I hear a reoccurring theme with our podcasts and our coaches too, that health is not just the food and the exercise, right? It's about the livelihood and the choices and the stress management and the spiritual and internal health that we have. It sounds like that took you on that journey to be, you know, dive deeper with integrative nutrition and all the other certifications you had. What a powerful journey that you had yourself. Do you see that 
allowing you to really support your clients and the people that you work with? Absolutely. Because I think where everyone wants to initially go is I just want to lose 20 pounds. Tell me how to lose 20 pounds, how to, what I need to eat, how do I need to exercise? And, and, you know, health is such an individualistic journey. And my immediate thought is, okay, well, there's a reason that this person doesn't really eat well. So many of the things that we do feed off of how we feel about ourselves and about where we are in life. If we're high on life and things are going well and our relationships are on point and we're sleeping good and we're hydrated, all the things we're in great relationship and our spiritual journey and, and we're just strong in our faith and, and we're feeling confident about conquering the world, of course, you're going to fuel your body in a much better way. So when we find ourselves sluggish, not eating well in the rut and in that cycle of that habitual place that we get into, it's normally almost always because we're out of sync in our own heads. You know, our own emotional space is just, we're, we're feeling, we're filling it with things instead of sitting in it, which is ultimately what I found myself having to do was sit in my space. That was such a verse for me when I was healing, which is be still, um, be still and know that I'm God and that you, you are my child and you are going to get through this, but that is going to teach you things that I want you to know so that you can use gifts and your challenges and all these things to help other people realize that life's so much more than checking boxes and so, you know, finding that sweet spot within ourselves, it's so amazing for me to help people and it's just to be an ear, you know, to listen and that maybe I could be that voice to speak into them encouragement or just empower them somehow to know that within them, they hold that within themselves to encompass better nutrition. Yes, but because they love themselves more. When you love yourself more, you want to take better care of yourself. I love that. You, and it's about getting to the root cause. And sometimes we say, you know, the root cause is something in the gut or something that, you know, is underlying, but you're talking about sometimes this root cause is spiritual and mental and emotional and finding ways to tap into that root cause to avoid longer suffering. Absolutely. Joshua Rosenthal. So he was the founder of integrated nutrition. And one of, one of the things that he said that resonated with me, he said so many things that did obviously, but just as a whole, we are dying too long and living too short. So, you know, we just spend so much of our lives grinding, just, you know, head down, missing, we don't look up. And then, you know, we feel like we've got this, whatever it is we're grinding for. And then we have zero health because we're stressed to the max. We look up the people we love aren't there anymore because they were neglected we don't, we're not healthy because we neglected ourselves. And so it was just so powerful for me to hear that. Like, isn't that true? Let's switch that. Let's live, you know, let's really live life to the fullest and figure out what that feels like for me. Taking those small steps every single day to create like that big picture and what nourishes you and not necessarily food wise, but what nourishes you as a whole. And do more of that. And that's that preventative, proactive approach to health versus this reactive. What we find as healthcare and health services are so reactive and it's not preventative, you know? So I think 
that's what health coaching is. That's what functional medicine is, is let's find ways to be proactive about our health and take care of ourselves. So no wonder people gravitate to you. I can hear it in your, in your voice and in your passion. Like no wonder your friends and family came to you for this advice. Take us a little more into, so after you suffered from that autoimmune disease, how did you recover from that? Like what were some of the things that you did to get back on your feet? Yeah. So I had a really awesome neurologist. She was amazing in so many ways. And she was so powerful for me more than I think that she even realizes she was, she was actually the women's USA women's rugby coach in the Olympics. She was just like a a jack of all trades. Here she is this awesome neurologist and athletic. So she was very encouraging this was kind of a pat on the back moment for me because she was like, you know, because you were so physically fit and in such good shape, you're going to heal and recover so much faster than a lot of people do, which again, that is a part of our preventative health journey. So I'm not saying just feed your spiritual mind and you'll be fine. So all of the things, you know, that create better health and, and all those, the exercising and that movement and the nutrition to keep inflammation down and all the things that, you know, we talk about in journey to health, those things played a major role for me in my recovery. It was a slow process in the beginning. I had, there was some Western medicine, some IVIG treatments. So it's um, immunoglobins that they pump through an IV that did help as well. There was all kinds of things, but, you know, unfortunately for me, it led to other things, which again, catapulted me into other areas of recovery because the symptoms of GBS are very similar to that of panic. I mean, MS was what they really ultimately thought that I had until we came to the conclusion that it was GBS. And so the struggle for me then switched from a physical ailment to a mental ailment, because every time I would get a tingly or a numbness, I immediately went into a state of panic because I thought it was coming back or I was misdiagnosed. And so then I struggled with that side of things. So the recovery physically, I did really well with that. It became more of that dig in, dig in, keep digging in to emotional healing, leaning into that. So the recovery took a lot longer than I thought that it would mentally. I struggled with a little bit of blood pressure issues afterwards, which is a side effect. It's such a small group of us that it's really hard to find a support group even because it's not real common. So it was a lonely recovery, but again, part of my journey that it had to happen that way for me to be able to um, do what I do and have that patience with people that are struggling more on that side of just the mental aspect of overcoming something. I understand that and I empathize with that. And um, my heart is definitely in a much bigger place for people that have that emotional struggle to their health. That's an ever going journey for me, honestly. You know, we can come up with a hundred reasons a day to feel lonely or sad or disappointed or discouraged. So to wake up and kind of have that mindset of I'm alive, I'm breathing. That's good. Check that box. How can I make an impact in the world today? You know, instead of what was me kind of where I found myself a lot of times. So I know I'm not alone. If I'm feeling that way, I can promise you there's a lot of people that are. Did that set in for you when you were going through that, where it was a little bit of victim state of mind? Did you feel that way? And how long did that last? And what were some of the processes you did to get over feeling like this was not going to be healed? 
Uh, yes, I struggle with that a lot because, you know, we have all these fixed expectations on ourselves and our future and what that looks like. And, you know, ultimately we're not writing the story, but we're definitely walking the journey and for a purpose. And so I think for me, I I tend to lean into controlling the situation. So not being in control of my health for starters, and then leading into my emotional well-being, I had to really lean into and ask for help, which for women, I feel like is really hard. It's something that we struggle with. But when I found myself asking for help, or at the very least, communicating to the people that I trusted how I felt, then I was supported in the ways that I needed to be supported. So I'm so fortunate now to have this program and be a coach with Journey to Health because really, ultimately, that's really what people want is just to have someone that they can communicate with and be heard and felt heard and be seen and be supported in ways that maybe they've never even had before because it's hard to ask. But when you're in a program like this and they're asking without asking, you know, it allows them to be supported and and to communicate. We just really all want to feel heard. And you're right. It is hard for a lot of us, especially women to ask for that help and to almost be in this place of you are in a place during this autoimmune disease of surrender too. Like you had to kind of just surrender to that situation yet still have this desire and drive to improve and to be better with the surrendered piece. And so I think to people that go through our program and that work with a coach, there's a little bit of this piece of surrendering, but then also moving forward with a drive and with like a passion and a purpose. Yeah. And what does that look like? How do I get to that place of what it looks like? Which is, I like to encourage almost every client that I meet with to use a pencil and a paper. For me, I'm such a visual person and it might not work for everyone, but I like for people to be able to articulate how they feel in a word. Because when we can identify with our feelings and what's going on and look at it and see it, then you can really kind of start to deal with it and move forward into that. So for me, because I couldn't do anything else, I would just write a lot, you know, like what am I feeling? And, and okay. And and then I would just why it down to death. You know, why do I feel that way? Well, why does it make me? And so when we can really get to the core of what we're feeling, then we can set up a plan to overcome. It was such a, um, a dark place for me, but it definitely led me to the light, just really set my soul on fire to be, to find that passion and that drive to, without reservation, know that my gift is to support other people into a healthier mindset of just really putting their heels into how they feel, why they feel that way. And if they want to stay there or not, And then it's amazing if you can just be that voice of encouragement, they really heal themselves. I mean, they kind of start to just really come to that, well, I want to do this and I want to feel this way. And this makes me feel icky and I don't really want to do that anymore. Well, then don't do it, you know, but write it down and identify it as a don't want it anymore. For me, that is a big part of how I kind of overcame that hump emotionally, which is identifying it and, and then 
it gives you a sense of control. And there we are back to that. I tend to lean a little bit more into the masculine. And so leaning back into my feminine, that yin and, you know, that yin and yang of, of just life, the pendulum just swinging, it always tended to be heavy on that masculine, like I can do it, I don't need help. But when I noticed that I'm swinging a little bit back over into that feminine energy, it just, it's so relaxing sometimes to know that those can work together. Giving ourselves permission to rest, right? And you bring up a good point with the identifying those feelings. I've heard a lot of different psychologists and neurologists talk about the mind, the power of the mind, but just naming those emotions and feelings is a really powerful place to be naming it. And then I like how you hit on the idea of then continually asking why, like digging a little deeper, why? And I think that's part of that emotional, mental, and physical healing that we're pursuing is really naming and identifying these feelings, sitting with them, respecting them, and then allowing our natural healing progression to happen and healing. You said they start to heal themselves in a way. So what kinds of experiences have you had with clients where you've worked on some of these strategies or these ideas of healing and pursuing well-being from not just that eating and, and moving perspective, but also just an internal mental and spiritual healing? One in particular that comes to mind is actually a man that I worked with. He's been a family friend of ours and actually worked with my husband for years. They don't work together anymore, but he has been able to watch Tim and I both just live that consistency lifestyle. And that's one thing that I just truly believe does create trust without even realizing that you're trying to gain someone's trust. So, you know, when we're passionate about whatever it is in our life that we're passionate about and we stay consistent in that year after year, it really does make an impact in other people. And they're watching, you know, we're, people are always watching, not, not just me and you, but we're watching other people too. And we're inspired by them. So it was funny because he, he was just one that ultimately I think he lacked self-confidence more than anything. And I think he desired so much to be in the arena of considering himself and other people, maybe even considering him to be healthy and not just from a physical standpoint of look at me, I look healthy, but really, I think he truly wanted to encompass a healthy lifestyle, but I think that he lacked severely in confidence. And, you know, it's such a big topic, especially for men, because as women, we all know that we can be insecure and struggle with confidence issues. It's really vulnerable for a man to admit that he's struggling in the confidence department. And so he asked him if, if you know, he could meet with me and, and we did, and he wanted to become a client. And so in the beginning, we just worked on the simple things. You know, what is it that you really want the most right now today? Let's just pick one thing instead of bombarding yourself. And he just really wanted to learn how to cook for him and his son. He was a single dad. And so I was like, great. That's a great place to start. It'll give you a sense of accomplishment because that's one of those things you can see, you know, like when you vacuum the floor and you're like, I can see those lines. Boom. Looks good. So cooking a meal, looking at it, feeling accomplished, it's healthy. And so we started there and he started to gain confidence in his kitchen. And so that was a huge win. You know, he went to, well, took him to the grocery store and helped him understand how to read labels and why we shop the outside aisles and things like that. Well, that's all we focused on for like the first three visits. And so I could see him kind of standing up a little bit taller, you know, like he felt more confident. So then he kind of wanted to work on his scheduling. He just felt like his scheduling was just running out of control and spinning around him. So 
we talked about what he can eliminate, how he can maybe get more sleep. And so that, you know, we just conquered one thing at a time, which I think so many of us try to go all in in the beginning and it's just overwhelming. If we can just bring in one thing, just one simple change to gain confidence around it and then start to build on that. We finally ended up building confidence, building confidence over just small little things to where he has made the most tremendous I mean, I can't even tell you the transformation in this one person. It is so inspiring, so encouraged. Like he inspires me to be a better person because he's so committed to himself. When he realized that he could do these things, you know, he's like, I can't ever get up and work out. I'm just not that person. I'm just never going to do that. And I was like, well, I mean, that's a choice. You know, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if that's the only time you can fit it in and you want to be physically more fit than you are right now, then that might have to be an obstacle you overcome. He started, do, he's the first one to the gym now. I mean, he's there at 4.30, 5 o'clock. He, he's so committed to himself and he just didn't think he could do it. And that's sometimes what holds all of us back is just that self-doubt. When he started to become more confident at the little things and they were compounding and compounding, he now is that, he's like, I never thought I could be this happy. You know, and he uses that word. He's genuinely happier. He feels better. He's got his life in a place to where he feels like he's back in control. He's lost 30 pounds. You know, he just feels good. And his relationship with his son has been so much better. Um, He changed jobs. He's just a, a really big inspiration. And, you know, all that does is create that ripple effect. So then people start, what are you doing, man? You're just happy. And wow, what a confidence booster in itself, you know, for people to come to him now about how to live a healthier life that he just never really thought that he could. What a great testament and testimony, one to his effort and, and his commitment to do it the right way. And it is always slow. You know, our culture is so head on about this quick fix and overnight successes. And, and when we finally realize, like, no, it's one small change at a time that builds and it is that ripple effect that will transform our lives. And now he's got, and our clients do inspire us. I always love it when our clients take over and take ownership of their own life and health that does inspire us as coaches. And then those that they're surrounded by in their own lives to be these models of change. And you probably gave this client a lot of health tips. What is your favorite health tip to close us out here? I have so many. I mean, right off the top of my head, I just really want everyone to celebrate every single win. The small wins, the big wins, just like you pointed to. We just want so much right now. If we could just sit and and each single little accomplishment and each single little win and really identify it as a win, you know, you know, and that's one of my biggest health tips and it has nothing to do with food or movement or nutrition. It's just to celebrate. We don't take enough time to celebrate ourselves, just slowing down enough to recognize um, that growth is growth, no matter how small or big. That's good. We do need to celebrate ourselves more often ourselves and others. We are so grateful for your input, your story. It's so powerful. And I love that you are on our team and that you get to impact so many clients. We are so grateful to have you lead them and to have you be that compassionate witness on their own journeys. Well, I'm happy to be here, Sarah. I'm excited to join forces with you guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode. 
You can follow us online at journeytohealth.com slash podcast. There you can access the show notes and learn more about our guest. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Your Journey to Health. We hope that this story inspired you to launch into or maybe even continue on your own journey to your best health. If you're looking for a health guide to support you, we have coaches who would love nothing more than to walk alongside you. Just visit our website to learn more about Journey to Health coaching program. Until next time, travel well on your journey to health.